Hello, and welcome to PTC Cast episode 36. Um, today, Chris and I talk about what he's been up to and how he's dove into a totally new endeavor and how we really perceive exercise and how we get interested and involved in and want to continue exercise. Yeah. We also answer some questions at the end. Um, this podcast is brought to you by progressthroughchange.com where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. That's a free PDF download that will give you four habits that'll help you lose how much weight? Uh, 127. For me personally, at my heaviest, it was like 60 to 70. I fluctuated around, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of weight to lose with some simple habits and a free download, yeah. man. So check it out. Enjoy the show. So when was the last time that you lifted? Ooh, the last time that I lifted, I think, was like two weeks ago. I did bench press. Just to be a little bro? Yeah, just, just to, to be a little bro. peck pop? Yeah. Dude, when I um, when I bench press, like, I think it was four, about a month ago, yeah. Um, I think I did 315 for like two reps, but this past this past bench session, even after only benching that time and then one other time, I was able to hit 315 for three sets of five. Damn, which was a trip. No, actually, it was 335 for five and then 315 for two sets of five. Jeez. Yeah. Do you think that like, because how long have you been? I know you've been lifting for a while, but how long have you were you powerlifting? Since eighteen. Since you were eighteen, so so like six, six years. years yeah. Okay, so I part of me wonders if that's like, if that's genetic, if that's like your neural adaptation, like your your nervous system just knows how to fire and knows how to go through these movement patterns so well. I don't know, if man. If it's just like because your nutrition's been on point, because I I don't know, man. But that, that's kind of crazy to think about that you can, you know, take some time off like that and still be, you know, right where you are. Yeah. So, cause I, I know I have some clients that, you know, if they miss a week, they're like, man, I've regressed and I'm going backwards. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, not really. But you know, I think we can get a little caught up in that, but that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. Damn. So did you just go in and do three sets of bench and then called it a day? Uh, I did three sets. You did some of, curls too. I did three you? sets on, on bench. You were curling and then, the squat oh, rack. Shit. I know it. Dude, I actually haven't curled uh-huh. yet. Oh really? I really want to no curl. No biceps. But I keep I'm keep on saying like, oh wait, I have to box tomorrow. I can't curl. I was going to say you can probably do like zero biceps if you've been working yeah, on boxing. Yeah, I mean recently. my biceps are sore as shit right now oh, just really? from boxing last night. That's wild. Um but I did bench press like, you know, the 3 sets of 5 mm-hmm. and then I dropped it down to like 275 and did a max or a max set of reps on there and then i dropped it down to 225 right after that to superset okay i got you yeah i just kept on going down with the weight until i was at 135 i think yeah and i was only able to do like eight reps that's awesome (laughs) dang that's awesome um so for those who didn't watch i think it was either episode 33 or 34 um you know we had basically talked about that you were kind of tapped on the powerlifting thing yeah you know you're a bit over it i don't know if retire is the word you want to use but you're kind of over it and, you know, you had talked to me several times before, you know, about biking and, and boxing and, and things like that. But, you know, it seems like the boxing is really what you've kind of stuck your head into. It's fun. Man. And yeah, and that's kind of what I was I was wanting to talk to you about. Like, is that do you think that's just like your fitness modality now that you enjoy? Like, is it because it's it's all cardio and stamina and not strength output? Like, is it because it's just so different? It, is it do you literally just think combat sports are interesting like what was it that made you pivot that way because you know it's one thing to be like oh i've been powerlifting so long now i'm going to be a bodybuilder but yeah. to me like you you basically just like 180 your training style you know what i mean 
Well, that was like before before me starting powerlifting. I was a cross country runner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then I go to powerlifting. Yeah. <clears throat> so you then, literally only move in like hard pivots. You don't make any so. like gradual turns. You're just like, oh, fuck it this way. Yeah, fuck it I guess this way. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to boxing right now, I like how like every time that I go work out, I feel like I'm learning and pursuing something knew that immediately makes me better in yeah. boxing yeah like recently or last night for example uh because my arms were so messed up uh and my knuckles were so messed up from boxing i tried to hit the heavy bag for a little bit but i was like no i can't so i started going through um movements with my punches yeah and practicing moving forward while punching and using my body while throwing punches so that whenever I'm tired, I don't have to rely on, you know, just using my arms to right. throw punches. I'm throwing it with my body and it makes me punch harder. Um, and then with the moving, yeah. uh, I also practice like a ton of head movement, just walking back. Dude, last night I did boxing and for an hour and 30 minutes. And this is straight up. I was completely drenched, drenched for sure and it's a trip because you know if i would have done that like a month ago i would have been gassed out after 15 minutes yeah and i would have probably taken like a five minute break and right. then done like a 10 minute interval right and then maybe called it there but here i am an hour and 30 minutes straight into a boxing workout straight it's crazy and the breaks that i would take were maybe like 10 to 15 second breaks mm -hmm. at max and I was still able to go. I was breathing heavy, dripping sweat, yeah. still able to do what I had to do. And I guess I really like I really like that. See, that's super cool to me because it's like when you're humble enough to be a hyper beginner at something, that progress comes, man. And that so, shit's just yes. addicting. But before we go there, like one thing that I really liked was you're using the word practicing. And I understand why you would use that word because you could look at boxing like a skill. Yeah, I mean, because it is a skill. Mm. But you know, I I almost wonder if people will, and I, when I say people, just general population, whatever, if individuals would have a more consistent and enjoyable time with training if they looked at it like practicing. I think so. You know what I mean? Because when you use the word practicing, it gives the idea, well, it gives the connotation that there is there is something to to progress forward. Whereas you're, when you're working out, you're you're checking a completion box. Does that yes, make sense? That's so, I never thought of it. So yeah. I feel like when you use the word like practicing, you know, I, I compare exercises to skills all the time with a client. Mm -hmm. And to just to, to dive into that without going too deep into it, basically, you know, if you look at something like a golf swing, you know, you can take an individual that's 100 pounds and an individual that's 200 pounds, and they can hit the ball. But, you know, if the person that's 100 pounds has hit the ball 200 times before and the person that's 200 pounds has never hit the ball, the guy that's 100 pounds will hit it farther every time because mm -hmm. he's practiced it because yeah. his skill is, is farther advanced. But that's true to any single movement that we do, yeah. whether that's a lunge, a deadlift, even a curl, like whatever it is, there's a level of skill. And that level of skill brings you to certain levels of efficiency, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So the yeah. better you are at that skill, the more you get out of it. Yeah. So where I'm going with that is like, okay, if we looked at instead of going into a workout and, okay, my workout says I'm doing three sets of 10 on deadlifts. Instead of me thinking I'm doing three sets of 10 on deadlifts, I have the opportunity to practice three sets 10 times. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the actual notation, the way I word it doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. but I think it's more so the way you're thinking of it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's like 
why you've dug into boxing so well because like the combination of it's a skill to practice and because you're a hyper beginner you get results like that right now exactly. you know what i mean yeah so you it, it brings out like the passion right the passion right and it gets um, you fired up yeah i know that i had that in the beginning of the powerlifting and that's maybe that's what drew me into powerlifting so much is was like all the progression right and you know toward the end it was almost like yeah i stopped practicing and yeah it was like a checkbox it was like right. okay monday's heavy squat day let me get this Check. bullshit yep. done Check. yeah exactly yeah um and now it's like no, this is, this is really fun, you know, yeah. okay, I'm practicing this, which I'm not amazing at, Yeah. so let me, you know, go ahead and practice that. Especially when it's the progress that you're looking for, man, because, like, especially something with powerlifting, like, you don't really feel that micro victory until you add another five pounds. Yeah. You know, and, and again. Then even and that, five pounds. Uh, yeah, ooh, it's just like it's five, five pounds. pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so in the grand scheme of things, maybe it means a lot, but to you, it's just not that same feeling as you know, you went from being able to box for 10 minutes to 90 minutes, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I could see, I could see that. So it's pretty interesting, man. And you look like you haven't lost any size at all. So what are you doing food-wise? Which is weird. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing much food-wise. I have simplified it mm-hmm. a hell of a lot though. Okay. Uh, for breakfast, I have four eggs, one slice of bacon, and then a little sprinkle of cheese. And I wrap that up and it used to be like a flour tortilla, but now it's a spinach tortilla. That was the Hispanic. Whoa, I've never heard you say tortilla before. Tortilla. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, sorry. Go on. Yeah, go on. Um, that's funny. So that's what I eat for breakfast with, a, and I drink like a ton of water um, with that. And then for, I guess, I don't, I guess I'd call it like my first lunch, but it's more of a snack. Sure. I'll have a slice of wheat bread with some almond butter. I used to have it with uh, nuts and a protein shake. But I just don't have the nuts and protein shake in my pantry right now. Yeah. And, you know, I need to go buy that because it would definitely be better. Um, but, yeah, I'll have that with, like, maybe a cup mm-hmm. or half a cup of plain yogurt. Yeah. And then for lunch, I'll have – this is, I guess, where I get most of my protein. I'll have, like, two big-ass chicken breasts. Okay. And usually they're pre-made or I have to make them that day. Yeah. And I'll chop them up, uh, you know, cook them with spinach and maybe mushrooms or something like sure. that. And I'd put like half of it in a bowl and then the other other half I'd put in a tortilla. Yeah. And with uh, some plain plain yogurt, some spices and, you know, I roll that up or and some cheese. I roll that up. I eat that. And then with the bowl, I mix it in with some plain yogurt, some lime there you and go. boom that's my Good lunch yeah and then for dinner i have my breakfast over again okay you know, the egg burrito yeah um, if i'm working out then before i work out i'll have like 30 grams of carbs okay I um, gotcha. yeah and if it's a long workout then in the middle of my workout i'll have i think it's also like 30 grams of carbs it's like a jumex uh juice sure thing. sure so, like intra okay yeah so and then okay so i mean your calories are definitely decent and your protein is definitely still yeah, up there yeah um and so you you're just boxing right. I mean, I know you said you had like the one bench session, but you're just boxing right now. I'm so just boxing. There's no like kind of resistance training going if on. If I was doing resistance training, I would have to up my protein yeah. quite a bit because yeah. I wouldn't be able you to. You wouldn't recover. be recovering, yeah, yeah, for sure. So how often are you training right now? Um it's three, not three, like consistent, consistent. 
but yeah, about four days, four days out of the week, five days out of the week, um, mm. if I can. So. And so when, when you go into this like new endeavor that, and I'm just speaking out loud, but I'm going to yeah. assume you literally don't know anything about when you're going into it. Like, how do you approach that? Like, are you just, did you just show up to the gym and start hitting the bag? Did you go to YouTube and did you Google like a, you know, beginner boxing training? Like what was your yeah. approach? Well, at first it started off, there's this dude named, uh, blaze that used to go to my weight room. And when we were there, he was like, Hey, you know, you should come box sometime. And I think that was at the time when I was trying to lose weight. So I was like, you know, sure. that makes sense. You know, I've been hitting the bag for some cardio. Yeah. I really don't know what I'm doing, but it would feel good, I guess, to learn how to defend myself and feel confident sure. yeah. in that ability. And honestly, I wanted to see how it felt like to actually get hit yeah. so I can stop being scared of that feeling. Right. And so I went uh, sparring with him and his group. Um, getting hit sucked. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought that it was, though. And it made me want to learn how to box even more so that I yeah. don't get hit yeah. and so that I can hit back, you know, harder. And I also enjoyed the cardio aspect of that. Um, the fact that you, there is no really limitation when it comes to your cardio. It's more of like a choice that you make. When it comes to powerlifting, if you can't lift 700 pounds, you can't lift 700 yeah, pounds. Yeah, if it ain't going anywhere, it ain't going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, with cardio. You choose you, when to tap you out. You choose when to tap well, out. Well, you might pass out, but you know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. if you take it to, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like, I guess it piqued my curiosity. And then I kind of delved into it a little bit. I liked it. So I delved into it even more and more. And eventually I started doing self, you know, learning things yeah. like, Going on YouTube, listening to boxing callouts, using sure. that for practice, uh, watching you know boxers box, okay, take out little things that I see that they're doing, and try to implement that in my training. Yeah. Um, so you would say you kind of sort of like you stuck your big toe in, and then you just tried to learn as much as you could. Yeah, I guess I think you have to stick your big toe in first, mm -hmm. technically, because if you just like you can't jump in in a day. Yeah. Well, there, but there's also a, a really good uh, quote or phrase, and hopefully I don't butcher it, but it's like um, a thousand pounds of theory weighs as much as a pound of application, you know? And yeah. so it's one of those things where like, you know, it obviously you want to know what you're getting into, but eventually you got to go hit the bag. Yes. So it's like either you hit the bag or you spend a hundred hours on YouTube looking up the best way to hit the bag, mm -hmm. you know? And should you be looking into it? Yeah, of course. But at some point, like you got to try. At some point you got to do it. And so I think that's, that's, that's a really interesting point is like you, you did both. Like yeah. you, you were a doer first, you took the step, you took the action. And then on the back end, you were like, okay, how do I, how do I make this better? How do I, how do I really do this if I'm going to do this? You know, yeah, exactly. but you weren't afraid to try. You didn't wait to try. No, you know? Yeah. I mean, I felt like at the time, because it was boxing and combat sport, I felt like if I was, if I was to have waited to try, I don't know if I worded that right. I would have just been a little bitch, you know. You might have I been doing out. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, well, no, like let me just, let me just commit try to it, it. Yeah. even though just I don't want to, you know, yeah. get hit. Uh, yeah, I was like, let's do it. Just try it. Yeah, you'd be fine. And now it's like, I can see, you know, where I was then and how I am now. You know, I just recently sparred uh, two of the boxers that, you know, I sparred in the very beginning of, you know, me trying out boxing, which was like yeah. over a year ago. And, you know, in the beginning, I busted my lip, had black eyes, uh, and, you know, I got hurt after these things. I remember there was this one time I was sparring, and 
I got hit with the overhand right. And for the next few days, maybe even more than a week, whenever I would like turn my head or blink, I would see white flashes. Yeah, so it was it was bad. Jeez. Um, but now like, like I, or something. I, I maybe, dude. <laughs> but like this last sparring session, um, I think I got nicked once. Like that's they, awesome. They were able to hit me once, and you know I was I was able to hit them you a hell of feel a lot more. Yourself getting better. I was at it, confident. Yeah. yeah, it was almost like a lot, It was a hell of a lot easier, and I was more confident yeah. in myself. And yeah. So that, that progression and then that micro victory it is just, off. it's, it's addicting. Yeah. Man. It's for sure. Addicting. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, I could see that because a lot of the times whenever I like change an exercise in my routine, uh, to be a hundred percent honest, this isn't like the best thing, but I do it for novelty sometimes mm-hmm. because sometimes it's like, okay, well I haven't practiced a high incline bench press in like four years or something. So let me start from square one and see how heavy I can load this bitch over two months or yeah. three months. You know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes I'll do something similar within the confines of bodybuilding, yeah. you know, whether it's mm-hmm. like an exercise change or a diet change or a different cardio modality or, you know, whatever it is like. And I think, I think that's a great way to keep yourself sort of involved. I have a client, um, who I've been working with for, for quite some time now. And, um, he had finally gotten back into the gym and, you know, we were, just kind of shooting the shit. And he was like, well, man, I, I think I want to like deadlift. I think I want to get strong at deadlifts. And so man, for, I, I gosh, I don't know, three, six months, something like that. I'm pretty bad with time frames like that, <laughs> but we just worked on deadlifts, man. Yeah. I mean, we would do like some dead bugs and some hip mobility and like other things like to supplement that. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of like our main thing. And so we got to the point where he did uh 300 pounds for three sets of three. Oh, yeah. And we were like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, the next time I saw him, he was like, you know, I think I'm good there. I'm like, All right, cool. And so, uh, yesterday we started bench press. Yeah. And so now like bench press is kind of like what we're working on and moving towards. And then, you know, who knows, maybe later down the road, we start, you know, kind of designing his program around both or Mm -hmm. having some different tools there. But like, I I think it, it can be a really good tool to keep yourself excited and involved and engaged by trying something new and just seeing that progress add up real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to stay in these predefined, you know. Mm-mm, these boxes gibbets. yeah 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 because because like, some people like some people might get more excited adding you know five pounds on their 300 pound squat whereas some people might get more excited you know adding 20 pounds on their new deadlift variation that they just started last week you know what yeah. i mean so there's different uh-huh. there's different ways and avenues to approach that but i know I, I really like what you said how like you you went and you did it but then you also learned how to do it better and then yeah. that in conjunction with you know, seeing yourself getting better, those micro victories has just like, you know, given you the itch to do it even more. Yeah. And there's just so much to learn with it because it's new. And yeah. And I think those, those, those layers of positive reinforcement are how you get someone interested in exercise and keep them. Yeah. That's that's like, you know, yeah, that's like, uh, how I was trying the dirt bike thing. All the same principles applied there. Um, I'm sure with like a lot of people. Yeah. Like you into, were saying, like hitting the turn, you could yeah, the first time. You're yeah, learning yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, with a lot of, you know, new clients that you get, they're pretty intrigued by all those little intricacies mm-hmm. when it comes to properly, oh, yeah. you know, doing a bicep curl, oh, yeah. properly benching, properly yeah. deadlifting. And that's, that's also why I write everything down. Like it's for the yeah. sake of my notes, but it's more so I can flip back to three months ago and be like, dude, do you remember day one? You did 95 pounds in your deadlift for two sets of 10. Now you're doing three sets of three with 300. You know what yes, I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's, it's, it's those landmarks, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's those, those feelings of like, I'm getting better at this thing. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting faster. I'm getting, 
better cardio, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. It's cool doing that. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. Cool. How are we doing on time? 20? We're okay. good. Cool. Let's go ahead and do some questions then. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I got two here. Why don't you start with your two today? And okay. And we'll go to these two. Had Let's these see. at the ready. Okay. So the first question is from Jay Baloo, 333. Um, how, and I hope I'm saying that. I said that name right. How do you, you stay did. on track? How do you stay on track when life gets super busy? I'd say make sure that you're sticking to your routines as much as mm-hmm. much as possible. Yep. Like we were saying in That's the previous podcast, momentum um, builds on itself. Yeah. So okay. yep. as soon as you know if life's getting hectic, uh, just show up for those things that you have to do. Like yeah. uh, maybe you can't perform your daily routines to the dot and yeah. you know the time that it's required or the energy that's required but at as long as you're showing up for those yeah. things and keeping it keeping apart, the routine yeah keeping yeah, keeping a, the routine exactly then you know you'll be set up for consistency yeah i mean that's the age old phrase like half the battle is just showing up yes you know and i think that's 100% true cuz man i'm i cannot preach enough dude that like fucking a c minus beats a zero every day mm. A D beats a zero every day. You know what I mean? F like, beats a zero. Yeah, dude. Every yeah. Half, well, it yeah. does though because yeah. if you're sitting there looking at you know if we're talking about a grade point average, right? A fifty is better than a zero, man. Yeah. Like it, it always counts. So whatever yeah. you're gonna do counts. I would agree with that, man. And I also have a, a big one that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and I think that's defining your priorities. Yes. I think if you sit down and and you you know lay out the totem pole that is your list of priorities, and whether that's like you know, your health, your family, your mental health, your, you know, your job, your, your kids, whatever that might be, like set up those priorities for yourself because that's how you make those decisions. You know, if I'm in prep, man, bodybuilding might be my priority at the time. Mm. So, you know, if I need to mow the lawn or I need to train in that time, I might, I might pick to train, man. You know, I'll figure out the lawn a different time, but at that point in time, my priority is bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick that over mowing the lawn. You know, and so I think when you sit down and you write out your priorities, I think that that can really help you make those decisions a little bit easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and a big, a big thing when it comes to writing out your priorities, make sure that you're doing it when you can do it. Because if you're waiting to write down those priorities when you are super packed and busy, like it's, it's going to be hard as hell, especially if you find out that maybe you're prioritizing something that you shouldn't be and you need to prioritize something that you're not. Yeah. It's going to be hard shifting things around yeah. when you're packed as hell. Yeah, for sure. It's like, clean, what's that one? Uh, it's uh, fix your roof when it's sunny, not when it's raining yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's, it's like idea. that. Yeah. When you're, you know, if you're not busy right now, make sure that you're set up for whenever you do get busy. Mm-hmm. And if you are busy right now, you might need to take a day for yourself. Take yeah. a step back and set those priorities. Get there. some clarity. Yep. Cool. Next one. What do we got here? Ooh, is it ever good to give in to a food craving? How often should you incorporate a cheat meal? Cheat meal as in air quotes. Yeah. What do you think? So is it ever good to give in to a food craving? I'd like to say no, but I think yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Give yourself a break. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be so freaking serious yeah. all the time. Uh, just as long as you know, like, hey, yeah. I'm doing this because, you know, I want to do this and it's not going to be a normal thing. Yeah. You know? And, like, and- Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just saying, uh, two nights ago, I had sopapillas and yeah. two beers. Yeah. You know? Like, 
there's no and i was on a date there's no Ooh. way i know there's no way that i would have done that in the past but now it's like hey you know i'm having a good time it's not like i'm gonna do this every night i don't know when the next time i'm gonna eat yeah. sopa pias yeah uh let me just yeah and just trying to enjoy you know, i ate them i was happy yeah that sounds so silly but. no dude i don't think so i don't like I don't think there's anything to be won with the hyper militant discipline of I only eat chicken breast rice and asparagus. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I would agree with that. I, you know me, I like to have a little bit more like parameters around it. So to me, like you were on a date mm-hmm. that you were on a date. You don't have any like body composition goals or anything like that right now. You don't have a competition. You don't have like, you know, whatever, man. It yeah. does it like in the grand scheme of things. If you zoom out, it does not mean anything that you yeah. had two super two sopapillas and two beers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, yeah. like that could be different if you're someone who, you know, if they wrote out that priority list we were just talking about and mm-hmm. fucking number one priority was losing fat. Mm-hmm. That might be a different story, man, but yeah. that's not your number one priority. Yeah. You know? And so when I, when I think about things like that though, really what I try to think about is let's put some parameters around it and think, does this thing really justify that? So, you know, if it's your birthday, and you're going out to dinner for what you want to eat. I think that, depending on who you are and what your priorities are, to me that justifies eating what you want to eat, man. Have Special your cheat occasion. Meal. Yeah, more power yeah. to you. But if it's you know the third Tuesday of the month and the sun is in fucking summer solstice and like you don't need to go have McDonald's because of that, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like I've, I've heard yeah. some I've heard some pretty silly reasons why someone yeah. has don't you know not exactly yeah. yeah. And I also think an important thing in that conversation is those parameters around it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if it's my birthday and I know I'm going to dinner tomorrow, this is what I'm going to have and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And that's going to be it. That was, that was one of the big things, mm -hmm. just enjoying it, not feeling good. It's a decision that I've made. It's like, I'm going to go have, you know, whatever this burger, these onion rings and this milkshake, Mm -hmm. but, and I'm not going to feel bad about it, but that's going to be it. I'm not going to hit a drive through on the way home. I'm not exactly, gonna, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna have 10 beers in conjunction with that. Like yep. define what it's going to be for yourself first mm-hmm. and then move forward to it. But I, I do think, so that's why, you know, I wanted to phrase it like that. Cause the question was, was worded as given to, and I don't, that's a good point. Yeah. It's not, it's a hard, into. it's a, it's You're not giving into it's, to it's the something. decision to, yeah. Because yeah. when I hear give into, that's like, Oh, Exactly. That's yeah. an on the fly. Like, I can't do it anymore. Exactly. That's gonna, mm-hmm. yeah. that's an on the fly, like in the moment decision. That's not a a planned, <clears throat> reasonable, like you know, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And and sometimes like you know, it's gonna happen. Like sometimes you're just you're gonna you're gonna feel that way. You're going to to give in. But I would, you know, in my opinion, like if you feel the need to give in every day or every other day you have to reapproach the way you're dieting yeah. because you you shouldn't be feeling like that. Yeah. And you know, maybe that's a different story if you're someone with like a seriously terrible diet history. I don't, I don't really know, you know, there might be different ways to approach that, but I think if you're someone who's constantly, constantly feeling that way, like almost every day, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta change the approach a little bit. Maybe try to give yourself some more calories and, and try to lose at a slower rate. Or, you know, maybe try something like intermittent fasting where you're eating in a smaller window or, mm-hmm. you know, see if you can save yourself some carbohydrates or some fats somewhere else. Find what you works know? out for you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, my 100%. friend Jason off or when no, it comes shoot. to the, face, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fasting, yeah. he fasts for, um, I think it's like tw- 23 hours of the day. So he just fucks it up for an hour. 
Yeah, he man, you'll have like 4,500 calories in wow. one hour, and it's crazy. I don't think my gut could handle that, man. So at first, his gut couldn't handle it, but um, now, Damn. like he says, hey, I think I think I found the diet for like the rest of my life. Really? Like a lot of his issues went away, and a lot of the foods that he would have issues with, yeah. he now has like no problem digesting. Oh, super interesting. Like he still can't do gluten and uh, some other things, but yeah. it's it's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's, um, you know, intermittent fasting is one that I, I don't pretend to know all the fancy ins and outs of as far as like reduction in inflammation and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But I've always just used it as a tool to, you know, reduce your eating window so you feel like you have more calories. Yeah. That's, you know, all I've ever used it so as. So you feel. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's all it is, is it's just a game. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm the kind of person that I'm just not hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could wake up at 3 a.m. and not eat until 3 or 4 p.m. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so because I'm that kind of person... You know, if I'm, if I need to intermittent fast or whatever, I'm going to do it. You know, sometimes maybe I'm, maybe I'm on a vacation and I'm eating, you know, 2,500 calories in a day, give or take. So, you know, maybe I'm just going to fast in the morning. So that way, whenever dinner comes, I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. You know, so there's different, there's different ways to approach that for sure. I think you had one more on there. Real quick. There's a part two in that question. Did we answer it? I believe so. Okay. Yep. Is it good to have a food? How often should you incorporate a cheat meal? Often it. Okay. So I don't think we really answered that, yeah, but no. as far as how often goes, it's hard to say, man, because I think that almost goes back to the priority thing. You yeah. know, how, how important is fat loss to you right now in this moment? Or how mm. important is muscle gain to you right now in this moment? You know, or in this six-month block of time or three-month block yeah. of life, whatever, you know, it's, it's, you have to put your own parameters yeah. around that. So as far as how often, I don't really know. And it also depends on what you consider a cheat meal. Because to some people, a cheat meal might just be, you know, instead of going with a bunless burger, I had a bun and I had fries. And so yeah. I had a thousand calories more than I usually do or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a big deal. But if you're somebody who a cheat meal to them is 4,000 calories and that just defeated your entire caloric deficit for the week and you wasted a week of dieting, I don't really know if that's your best move. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it would be, yeah, uh, what aligns with your priorities, your goals, mm-hmm. and then... Be smart with your cheat meals. Yeah. Just because yeah. you're having a cheat meal, that doesn't mean you can go to Razoo's and get the Cajun <laughs> plate that's like 55, yeah. you know, yeah. like uh, over 10K calories. Sure, man. That, that's dramatic. But it's just, no, but it's 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 hard to be like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to keep in mind, this is really all a numbers game. And if you're someone who's averaging, you know, losing half a pound a week, if we're just throwing numbers around, yeah. that means you're in roughly a 1700 calorie deficit, right? If you're losing half a pound a week. And then, you know, if we, if we were to move on that, and let's say you have a cheat meal that gives you another thousand calories, now you're in a 700 calorie deficit throughout the week. And you're not going to meet your goal. And we, and, and we can assume that that's going to put you at about a fifth of a pound. So yeah. now you went from losing half a pound in a week to a fifth of a pound in a week just because you formatted your cheat meal a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's not to make anyone feel guilty or anything like that, but you just, you got to keep that in the back of your brain that at the end of the day, like, it's corny to say, man, but you cannot compete with what you eat. Yeah. You can't. So if you're going to have that cheat meal, put some parameters around it, define what it's going to be and ask yourself if it's, if it's worth it in that moment. Yeah. Cause nine times out of 10, that cheat meal, only the first bite hits. The rest of it isn't the same. Yeah. And then you you're know? forcing yourself to finish the plate, yep. even though you don't want to yep. you feel like shit after Yep. Cause you, cause fear of missing out. You think yeah. that, Oh no, I'm going to miss this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the same school of thought as like, you know, stuff in your face the day before a diet and saying diet starts Monday. Yeah. You know, it's the same idea. So but anyways, let's answer uh, that other one that you had on there, and then we'll call it good. Okay. Um, let's see. What was the hardest part of your weight loss journey? Oh, that's good. I, yeah. I want to know that. Yeah. Uh, what's the hardest? What was the hardest part? Can we start from 
I know you've told this before, but can you just give the the general outline of, without spoiling it, what was going yeah. on in the world, how much weight you lost in the time period, and so you know, give was, some context yeah, yeah, there yeah. for me. So before deciding to lose weight, I was 365 pounds. I was prepping for a powerlifting competition that was going to happen, I think, like a month and a half later. And I was going to do like some crazy ass numbers. I planned to squat a thousand pounds. I planned to bench 585 and deadlift uh, 850. Mm -hmm. I was on track for everything. And I watched you deadlift 820 like three months prior. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 805 for two. Yep. Um, and yep. then, you know, the squat that I got to was 965, but everything was on track. And I was starting to, you know, build that passion with powerlifting again. Right. Um, and thankfully, looking back, that this happened, you know, COVID struck and yeah. everything started shutting down. Life, kinda, has, life has a way of putting you where exactly, you Exactly, yeah. We, I kind of knew that something was going to happen because I think COVID started in the news like that past December and it was just building up. You know, some places had already started shutting down. So I was like, uh, more than likely this meet, you know, won't happen because it'll... Um, it be shut down. Yeah, it'll be shut down. And sure enough, all the gyms shut down. Destination Dallas you know, was, or uh, had to close and I didn't have access to any weights and, you know, I was 365 pounds, a power lifter, not able to power lift. And I remember when I was 18, I decided to gain all this weight only because of power lifting. Right. So the fact that I couldn't power lift, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I just didn't, it was ugh, like, Cause it was disgusting. You know, I didn't know who I was looking at at that point. And right. I've always hated at looking at mirrors up until then. And, you know, I would always take progress pictures of myself, but I would never actually look at myself in the mirror. And I was listening to David Goggins. Can't hurt me. He was talking about the accountability mirror, looking at himself in the mirror. And, uh, one of the first challenges in the book was for you to do the same. So I did that. And, I didn't like what I saw. I liked David Goggins' story of losing 120 pounds, I think, in like three months. So, you know, at that time I decided, hey, if I can't lift, you know, when I was 18, I always told myself that I was going to get back to 180 pounds when I was 25. Why not get a head start on this now? So um, I could only start off with walking. <laughs> because the back pumps were insane like i i would literally walk down the street and it would be painful to walk because my back was just so, so pumped would you say like that that almost that was the hardest part was just the current state your body was in because man i mean you know it's one thing for me to tell someone that needs to lose 20 pounds to you know take a 10 minute walk every day but someone who needs to lose half their body weight and and can't move without being in pain, you know, that, that makes, that makes even, you know, the beginner step one step seem so huge. Actually, the hardest part was having to take it slow. The hardest part was walking slow. Um, what do you mean? Take like start off the weight loss thing slow. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to go out and just start running. Yep. I wanted to just start biking. I wanted to do all the things that somebody at could you imagine what you would have done do. to your knees if you tried to run at four hundred pounds, man? I tried to, and well, me, this was after like a couple of days of walking. Just thinking about it, man. Yeah. Um. And 
it felt like my legs were like broken the next day. And so, yeah, I just stuck with the walks for a little bit, started speed walking and just walking for multiple hours a day. And my parents had a elliptical in the garage that I found. So I took that out, plugged it in every morning. I would get on that elliptical to start my morning. Mm. I would listen to this motivational um, YouTube video. It's called um, The Lone Wolf. And I still listen to that today whenever I'm trying to do something. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because whenever I started bodybuilding, um, I had the, there was this like four minute Greg Plitt um, yeah. speech that I used to listen to like every day that yes. I could like repeat and quote. And like, I failed as 10 times more of a man than anyone who said, what if, because what if never stepped into the arena? Like there's tons of things like that. <laughs> there's tons of things like that yeah, that just man. ring in the back of my brain. So I think, so, okay. So you're, you're walking every day, you're doing what you can, you're slowly cranking it up and you're, you're taking in as much like positive information as you can. Yes. And one of the big things that I could do at that time was, you know, cut my calories by a shitload mm -hmm. um, to do, a, you know, whatever weight loss that I want to do. Right. So I think I started with like a 2,500 deficit. Don't recommend that. Stupid as hell. Um, but that did help me, you know, start seeing results on the scale, start, yeah. you know, building that momentum more and more. And the more results that I saw, you know, the more I wanted to go into it. Yeah. And so eventually I was able to um, start jogging, even though it was like maybe a short jog and then a walk, short jog, walk. Yeah. Um, so what you literally just doing what you can. Yeah, just doing what I can. And I knew that whatever the standard was today, I would have to pass tomorrow. Yep. So I would use that to my advantage by pushing myself that day and be like, tomorrow you got to beat it. I have to. So, yeah, um, eventually it just got, like it just started stacking up on each other to the point where I was running multiple miles a day. I was doing the elliptical for multiple hours a day. Um, I was stupidly eating like only 700 calories a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of that helped me reach, reach my goal. But the hardest part of that, again, was just not being able to start off um, running and having to, you know, actually take baby steps. Yeah to start my weight loss so journey. So was it hard was that hard because you weren't doing it the way you wanted to do it because of the pace It was hard because, because it was an actual physical limitation. I see. I could not run at 365 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um or if I could but like it was just almost you pointless. Done, you it done felt way more damage than good. Yeah, exactly. It would have just been pointless. Yeah. So that was the most frustrating part, but, uh, or like the hardest part. Yeah. Surprisingly, all of the, like the actual working out and the cardio and all of that, that wasn't, that wasn't like hard. Maybe in the moment it was yeah. hard when you're like, oh, you know, right. I want to stop here. Let me get to that stop sign but that, and then I'll stop. And then, but that wasn't ever like when I think of the part that's hard, like I always think the part that's hard is the part that makes you want to quit, you know? Yeah. So oh. maybe. Does that make sense? I guess I didn't have that. Well, I mean, yeah, to to my definition maybe, but to yours it was just like, I mean, not being able to run, like, did that, like, was that, did that make you pissed off? Like, did that make you feel like you were never going to be able to get the weight off? No, okay, yeah. it never made me uh, do that. Um, it was just like kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because when you want to jump into something, but you can't, you it's could, like, ah, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, um, which might have just been like the the reminder that you needed of, of how far gone you were, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That like you literally could not run. Yes. Without that's destroying your body. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's almost like it's almost like it gave me more fuel. Yeah. 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 I know that's like you know whatever. That's physics that you can't yeah. run. But yeah. like, I mean, I think that's it like that's, okay. It, can, it's almost I, a good thing to yeah. me. At least looking back now, I'm sure that like you had to literally start from like halfway down the street, walk halfway down the street, mm-hmm. walk back. Then your lower back's pumped. Your knees are wrecked already. That's it for the day. Mm-hmm. Next day, 75% of the way down the street and 75% of the way back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is very like, you literally had to start from like the flat baseline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I found out other ways to do that mm-hmm. um, or to get, I guess, the work done. Yeah. Like one of the things that I would do, the breathing restriction mask, I would wear that and just watch youtube while being on the elliptical in my room uh and like dual, dual layer sweatpants du- yeah uh, just two sweaters sweat like yeah. yeah so that's wild man. good times man Damn. good times yeah all right dude let's wrap it up there thank you all for listening we will see you next monday peace peace